More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, labels. Feeling trapped by the labels that are getting stuck on you or that you're feeling stuck with. We're going to help set you free. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is titled Labels. We all have that negative voice that runs us down or tries to reduce us to a label. Incompetent, unworthy, incapable, selfish, annoying, broken, unlovable, more trouble than you're worth, and so on. It hurts just to hear you list them. Right? And then there are the labels that other people put on us. What are those negative labels that you find yourself stuck with? How are those negative messages getting in the way of your ability to lead the life and have the relationships that God wants for you? If you're feeling stuck because of that inner voice, those labels that that inner voice sticks on you, or the labels that other people have tried to stick on you over the years, we want to help you take those labels off and be who you are, that beloved son or daughter of God. Because truly, that label... That, that label of beloved son and daughter of God, child of the Most High, that is the label that we have to embrace and strive for and believe in every single day. And when the world, when family members and teachers and, in my case, gym teachers and all these people siblings try to stick you with other labels and you've developed that idea in your mind so maybe even years later you're still labeling yourself that way we really have to call it out as what it truly is which is satan manipulating things maybe even some of our weaknesses because we all have them to take us down to keep us farther from god and his grace so that we can't flourish in him the way we are meant to well look you know and i want to i want to jump on something you just said there because i think it's it's really important to highlight you know yes okay we do make mistakes and no we are not perfect and sure there are lots of things that we could do better at or grow in but there's a very big difference between the way the enemy wants us to look at those limitations and the way the Holy Spirit wants us to look at those limitations. Satan wants us to look at those limitations, those frustrations, those that brokenness in us and say, that's all there is, that's all there's ever going to be, so crawl up in a ball and give up and stop trying now. That's what the enemy wants you to do. 
The Holy Spirit says, bring it to me. Bring that to me. And let me show you how to do what I want you to do with that brokenness. Let me show you how to multiply those efforts or those gifts or even those little pieces that you have to work with, just like I multiplied the loaves and the fishes. Let me show you how what little you think you have when added to my grace is more than enough. Exactly. So it's not about denying that we've got to grow. It's not about patting ourselves on the back and saying, Jesus thinks I'm wonderful. So I'm going to stand here being wonderful and glowing in the dark and being, and, and everybody just bow down to my, no. It's, it's never not. about ignoring our <laughs> sinfulness or our frailty. In fact, it's when we acknowledge that we're sinners and we're frail, that we can open up the doors to God's work in our lives, that we can embrace him and he can embrace us. And we can begin to grow and we can begin to flourish. And sure, we'll keep falling, but he's there to lift us up. And the point is, when we do that, we know the difference. And we can keep striving to be everything God wants us to be. Where if we either get sucked into just believing we're horrible, or we get sucked into believing that God's grace isn't for us. It might be for everybody else, but no... No, we're just too fill-in-the-blank. We're beyond God's grace. That's when Satan gets to take hold and keep us from God and his grace and his love and his mercy and his plan for our lives. Because there's not one of us, not one single one, that God created without a purpose, without a meaning, without love. Every single person on this planet was created intentionally by God to be unique, to be unrepeatable, and to be a gift to the world. How are those negative labels, that negative voice, the criticisms of others getting in your way of doing that thing that you feel God wants you to do, that thing that's on your heart, making that change you need to make in your life or your relationships, standing up against that particular offense or injustice that's going on in your house, uh, in in your workplace, in your life? How are those negative labels and messages holding you back? We want to help you get past that and start living the life that God wants you to live. We're drawing a lot of the advice we're giving today and the content that we're talking about from my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart, which really talks about how can we acknowledge that brokenness but that we have in our lives but, but not be discouraged, to not be held back by it? How do we bring that to God and allow ourselves to be amazed by the wonders that he wants to work in us and with us and through us, not just in spite of our weaknesses and brokenness and limitations, but even because? So give us a call at 877-573-7825. What are those changes you feel like you need to make, those challenges that you'd like to take on, those those things you'd love to be able to address, but you just keep hearing, I'm not enough, it's not going to work, why bother, what's the point, uh, I, there, there isn't, you know, it's not going to happen, and you hold yourself back. Let's get past those voices, 877-573-7825. What are those labels that you give yourself in your head or that you've heard for way too long from someone else that you want to overcome, that you want to replace for with God's labels for you? And to really begin to flourish in him. Or perhaps there's somebody in your life who's so enmeshed 
in what they're labeled in, and you don't know how to help them out of that, but you know they need to climb out of that, and you want to be a help to them. We can help you with that, too. Or, and this is hitting very close to home for so many of my friends, parents are discovering as they enter into this brand new, very odd school year, that their kids have really gotten immersed in labels that the school has given them, that their friends have given them. And this new way of, of going to school, where whatever it's like, wherever you are, is giving parents some pause and saying, wait a minute, there's some stuff here that we want to pull our kid out of in terms of how they're being labeled or labeling themselves. If you find that you or someone you love are stuck we're here to help you out of it and give you a brand new way to go. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. And again, I, you know, I, I want to I highlight this because, you know, the, the, so often when, when people talk about this stuff, you know, I get this response from my, my clients or you know, when I'm giving talks, people come up to me and say, well, well, you know, I mean, I just can't buy into the idea that, you know, I'm just perfect the way I am and everything's wonderful and it's all going to, that's not what I'm saying. Nope. Okay. That is not what I'm saying. All right. Let, let's go through this list, right? We, you know, Satan says you are incompetent. You are unworthy. You are incapable. You are selfish. You are annoying. You are broken. You are unlovable. You are more trouble than you're worth and all of that, right? The Holy Spirit allows us to look at all that and say, you know what, there have been times when I've been incompetent. There are times when I've been unworthy. There are times that I've been incapable or selfish or annoying or, or I've given into my brokenness when I've behaved in unlovable ways or when sometimes I've acted like I'm more trouble than I'm worth. But you know what? Those are all learning experiences. And I'm not defined by those things. I can grow from those things. And that God has a plan for me, not just in spite of those things, but because of those things, because I've been able to learn more about who God wanted me to be through all of those things. That's the difference. It's not saying I'm perfect and I'm going to stand here in my perfectness and be perfect. It's about saying, yeah, you know what? Okay, I've got stuff to grow and there's stuff to learn. But God has a plan for me and he wants me to use the gifts he's given me. And he wants to show me how to use even the broken bits of my life to be a blessing to others and to grow into the person he wants me to be. So if if you're hearing this and you're saying, "Uh, yeah, but yeah but <laughs> you don't know this right you you haven't seen this relationship you you don't know this mess that i'm in 8775737825 let's talk through it and find ways for you to tear those labels off and start experiencing God's grace and allowing you to be who he wants you to be. Well, and I think the way we're setting this up, it's making it sound like we want to talk about all the really big sins in no. your life you have to overcome. But we're talking about anything that limits you. So so two people I want you to think about right now, but you can think about any saint. One, some of our long-term listeners are probably sick of me beating this drum, but he means so much to me. Saint Peter, right? Who denied Christ three times. In his in his upper room moments before he realized that Christ was no longer in the tomb, you can imagine the names he was calling himself, the labels that he put on himself. But that's not what Christ called him. Christ called him the rock. Christ called him the one upon whom he would build the church, creating our first pope. But let's move away from the idea of even failure for a moment and see that God can change our labels in a way that just 
gives us more without changing even the essence of our goodness. Look at Our Lady herself, who was asked to give birth to the Son of God. And she said, how can this be? You know, she she had not known man. And the label of that, even though it was a good, pure, beautiful label, was limiting. And And the angel said, no, no, no. God will come and overshadow you. God can even move past our best labels of ourselves and give us more. So if you're feeling like you're getting in your own way or what somebody else is saying about you is getting in your way or there's somebody who's struggling with that and you want to help them, give us a call today at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's bring our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, and the, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we ask you to take all the labels off of us that we place on ourselves or that others have placed on us that are not from you. Those labels like unworthy and unlovable and incapable and selfish or annoying or broken or all the rest, those labels that stop us from hearing your voice, from having the courage to do what you ask us to do, from having the courage to lead the life and live the relationships that you want for us. Help us instead to cling to, cling to your labels, the labels that you want us to hold on to, of forgiven, of beloved, of grace-filled. Help us to know that in spite of our weakness and brokenness, that we are capable of doing all things through your grace. And we bring to you those relationships and those challenges that we face that we don't feel like we're up to or that we're enough for. And we ask you to help lead us step by step in responding to all of those things in ways that allow your glory to shine out in us and enable us to build your kingdom in all we do. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on Mortal Life, the show is titled Labels. As we talk about that negative inner voice that tends to run us down and reduce us to a label, or even those negative people in our lives who want to slap labels on us as a way of dismissing us and diminishing us. How do we get past that to be the person that God wants us to be, to respond to the challenges and ways that he wants us to respond instead of listening to those voices and labels that would hold us back. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Ken, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi there, Ken. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, you guys have been uh, a great inspiration for me and my family and being a great man as well. Thank you so, so um, much. What guys. can we do for you today? Um, I, had, I had a question, actually, with uh, it's my spouse. And she always gives me these labels all the time. And I'm getting really upset because I'm beginning to believe they're true, but they're really not true. I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes. I do have an anger problem sometimes, and I've come a long way. And I addressed her before to stop labeling me these names. How can I address her back without being angry or having a fight with her? So give me an example of a situation where she'd use one of these labels. What what would you do? How would she respond to it? You know, walk me through it briefly here. Sure. Like, I would come home from work uh, late, um, and then uh, I see, like, for example, uh, the kids' clothes are all over the, f- the floor and their backpacks. And then I ask, um, 
why aren't they put away? Why aren't they in the way? And then sometimes my tone gets a little higher because I'm so upset. I'm tripping over them. And then, and then all of a sudden she would say, well, why can't you do with them? And then I get a little louder and I get a little bit, um, you know, my voice gets a little louder mm-hmm. and she would say, you're an angry man. Mm-hmm. Satan, she would even call me those names. Um, you know, that's what, what she would label me, things okay. like that. All right. So, and then, and I, I would imagine it, it kind of uh, falls apart from there as you try to defend yourself, and she tries to convince you that you are those things and all that. You both escalate almost immediately. So it's it's not about the labels, though, right? Can it, it's it's about how can we be a better couple to each other, right? You know, you you're, you come in that example that you gave. You know, you come home and you can respond to her as if she failed you, um, and and then you know she gets upset because you have no idea what her day was like. Um, and then she responds to you as if you've failed her. Right, and and I'm not blaming either one of you. You both have your go-to reactions. But even in what you're saying, why aren't these backpacks put away, there's implied labels of you failed me, you're not a good enough housekeeper, you're not a good enough mother. So she goes on the defense, escalates, yeah. and feels she has to attack you with all these labels, and then you are at war. Yeah, so so really, I mean, without meaning to, can you, you, you sort of implicitly label her, and then she defends herself by labeling you, and neither and both of you are missing the point. The, 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 the real question here is how can you serve each other better? You know, how can you, so you, what you need to do in, when you have that reaction of, you know, where you wanted to label your wife as having failed you or being lazy or being incompetent or being whatever, instead of going into that and reacting in anger, your job is to say, honey, I love you. How can I help you? How can, how can we work together to handle this better? You know, all the, I see all the stuff is around and it's honestly, it's, it's kind of, it's getting on my nerves, but I know that you had a rough day. What can we do to kind of handle this together? Or are you even, even coming through the door and saying, I don't know what kind of day my wife had, but I'm going to assume if it's like this that she needs a little bit of help here. And calling the kids to you when you walk through the door and say, hey, guys, it's great to see you, giving them all hugs and, and saying, hey, I can't wait to catch up with you, but right now let's get this together and let's get these backpacks. And you kneel down and you help put anything in them that needs to be put in them and you go, okay, now put them where they belong and then come down and tell me about your day. You change the whole dynamic. The when point you is that. whether it's not about whether the labels are true, the labels you're putting on her as being lazy and incompetent and a failure as a wife or a mother or any of those things, or the label she's putting you on you as angry and Satan, you said, or prideful or whatever it is. It's about recognizing that you guys aren't handling this stuff well and you need to sit down and talk about how can we work together to handle this better. That's what Satan doesn't want you to do. He, he wants you to get, into, get caught up in, are the labels true or not, and then fight back and forth about that. He doesn't want you to sit down and pray together and say, Lord, help us to be the couple that you want us to be. Help us to serve each other better. Help us to attend to each other more lovingly. Help us to work better as a team together. Help me be the husband that my wife needs me to be, and her to say, help me be the wife that my husband needs me to be, so that we can glorify you in, in all this stuff. That's what God's calling you to. I want you to. I want you to stop labeling her and stop taking the labels that she throws at you personally and instead say, you know what, we both have a lot to learn here. How can we do this better? How can we be a better couple, a better, part, better partners? How can, we, how can we work together to love each other more effectively in all this? And if you're not sure how to do that, then that's where the counseling will come in. All right? And you're going to need to go seek some professional help for that. Uh, I'm going to suggest going through my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. 
Um, it, it looks at eight skills that healthy couples have in their relationship and walks it through step by step so that every couple can learn to have those skills in their relationships as well. They're all research-based on, on what makes happy couples work and how can you learn those skills to make those work in your relationship. I ask you to read that together and go through it and do the exercises, but also to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about our telecounseling practice if you find that you need more support in following through with the suggestions that I've had here. But it's all about getting past those labels that you're throwing at her and the ones she's throwing at you. And instead of reacting to it and going back and forth, sitting down and saying, you know what? Neither one of us is really happy right here. How do we need to work together to be the couple that can respond to the challenges that we, that we face together? All right, Ken, thanks so much for the call. I really appreciate it. Great way to start the show. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about those negative voices and labels that we either put on ourselves or others put on us that, that demoralize us, that make us feel like we can't do what needs to be done. We can't make the change that needs to be made. We can't address that problem that needs to be addressed or even take that appropriate risk that God wants us to take. How is your inner critic holding you back? How are the criticisms of others tearing you down? What are those labels that are getting in the way of you living the life and being the person and having the relationships God wants for you? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back with your questions after the break. Divine Intimacy Radio. The greatest joy in my life is helping others to come to know Christ more fully. And there's no better light on this path, the path to deep union with God, than the wisdom of the saints. Talking about this daily on EWTN Radio is one of the great joys of my life. Divine Intimacy Radio, Sunday, 6.30 a.m., 1.30 p.m., and 11 p.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. Today our show is titled Labels. As we talk about 
those labels that our inner critic puts on us as unlovable, unworthy, incapable, incompetent, you name it, or the labels that other people put on us that hold us back. Either way, if there is some voice or label that is stopping you from making the changes, taking on the challenges, or overcoming the difficulties that you're facing in your life, let us help you get out of your own way. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with our next caller who's listening. I'm sorry, who's on line three. I All don't right. know where they're calling from. Line three, welcome <laughs> to Word of Life. What's going on? Oh, Anonymous? Is it, is it me? There you are. Yeah, it is sorry. you. No yeah, problem. Go ahead. Um, so I just caught the end of your comments to the previous caller. It kind of spoke mm-hmm. to me. So the easiest way to say is, like, um, I feel like my husband is my biggest critic, mm. and he will accuse me often of not being, um, like, I don't look at myself. I can't think of the way he usually puts it. Um, and then say we're having, like, a disagreement or something. And I'm not saying that I, I'm not um, maybe guilty of the things, you know, maybe I'm not listening or all the things that I may be doing wrong in the interaction. But his language is very off-putting, and I do try to spend a lot of time in introspection, um, you know, praying and going to the blessed yeah. sacrament because I realize I have a lot of things to work on. And he will say things like, you're a person who, you're a person who does this, and you're a person who does that. And so he's very, you know, accusatory. Yeah. Um, and he's taken offense to that, you know, saying, you know, kind of like, you know, the devil being the great accuser. So I caught a little bit of that with another caller or yeah. comment, something just happened. But anyway, so that's the gist of it. And so I know that I that I am introspective, but just to hear him say it, it kind of gives me, um, like, I don't feel like, I feel like I lose trust with him over time after all of these types of interactions, because I just feel like you're you're putting forth a pretty negative image of me. And so... Sure. Yeah, no, that can be really know, demoralizing, especially when... I don't have real warm and fuzzy feelings back. Sure. sure. So that when the person who loves us, the, is supposed to love us the most, is is laying those kinds of criticisms on us, it can be particularly challenging, uh, one, to know how to respond, but, but secondly, as you said, to, to feel particularly loving back. Hey, listen, can I ask you to stay on with us over the break? We've got only about, a, about 30 seconds here before the music starts playing sure. us out, and I want to, uh, there's something I want to say and, and more Talk questions I want to ask. More. Make sure we get you all taken care of. Yeah, so hang on with us, and we'll be back with you in just a minute. But we are taking your calls, listeners, as well about the labels that we put on ourselves, the labels that other people attribute to us, those voices that say, you know, you're unworthy, you're a screw-up, you're incapable, you're incompetent, you're annoying, you're more trouble than you're worth, you're broken, I'm like, you name it, right? Oh, they're just they're horrible, horrible right? Um, but we all do it to ourselves and other people do it to us. How do we stand up as beloved sons and daughters of God in the face of that and live the life that he wants us to live? claim the power and the grace that he wants us to have in the face of those situations. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. More to life. We'll be back with more of your questions coming up after the break. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful 
The sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful, came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Can a stressed brain lead to weight gain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When things go too right or too wrong in my life, I go for cookies or ice cream. How about you? A study in the journal Neuron indicates that chronic stress can make the brain crave sweet, comfort foods. Apparently, stress can override some of our brain's natural responses to eating. This leads to our eating comfort foods, which leads to a vicious circle of the brain needing to be continuously rewarded to eat a higher-calorie diet. This leads to more food intake with preferences for sweet foods. For this, you get weight gain and even obesity. The vicious circle continues. Avoiding a stress-filled life is important for so many health reasons. Eating healthy is critical every day, but we all get stressed. When that happens, double down on healthy eating and ditch the junk food. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, this is Lisa Popcheck. God wants us to have a great marriage. It may be hard to believe that. After all, a great marriage only benefits my spouse and me, right? Wrong. God truly does want you to have a great marriage because your marriage is not just about you. God wants to change the world through your marriage. Marriage is a vocation, a ministry, a way that we live out God's grace in the world. He blesses others and calls them to him through marriages. When you actively work on having the best marriage and family life possible, you give God the opportunity to tell the world that love that is freely given, total, faithful, and fruitful is actually possible. And it's a path to true joy. Your witness to love can and will change the world. For more tips on how to have a God-centered marriage, visit moretoliferadio.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Labels. As we take a look at the labels that we often put on ourselves, that that inner critic lays on us as being incompetent, broken, hopeless, unlovable, you name it, or the, 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 the labels that other people put on us that tear us down and make us feel like we aren't whatever. If there are challenges that you're facing in your life, changes you'd like to make, issues you'd like to respond to, but you're not sure you have it in you because of all the labels that you lay on yourself or others have laid on you, let's talk about tearing those labels off and embracing the labels that God gives us. Beloved son or daughter of God, forgiven, grace-filled, and all the rest. 877-573-7825. Before the break, we were talking with a caller on line three who was describing a situation with her husband where when he gets frustrated about things, he tends to label her as a person who, you know, you're a person who does this negative thing or acts in this negative way and you don't see it. And, you know, she's trying to be responsive, um, but it's wearing her down and it's making her, well, not feel a whole lot of love toward him either. Are you still with us, caller? Yep, I'm still here. Thank you. Is that, was that a fair summary or anything else you'd like to add to that before I kind of 
Um, no, I think that's that's pretty fair. I think he just has a tendency to go towards. I've I've said like, you can't separate the sin from the sinner. It's always like personal. Mm-hmm. not about what's happening. And so then I get very defensive in return and sure. you know. All right, so look, that's not okay that he does that. So I want to I want to I want to put that up front because I I don't want you to think that anything I'm saying here after this excuses that or whatever. I'm going to come back around to how to address the fact that it's not okay. But to to mm-hmm. to but to escape the um uh the 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 the, the way this thing to break the pattern of thank you yeah. to see it so in a way that can help you actually solve it because right now what happens like with the previous caller you guys end up debating the label and arguing the label you know he calls you something or says that you are this way or attributes a quality to you and then you feel like you have to defend yourself and you guys are off to the races from there for you or for many of our callers they don't even defend themselves anymore they just take it in and the wound grows and they don't even know what to say and they're left powerless so i want to help you diffuse that situation but the way to do it at first at least is to not address the label directly and that's going to that's going to feel wrong because you know you're going to feel like you're giving him a pass you're not giving him a pass and, you're giving you a different direction here and it's really going to you know take your resolve and, and a little bit of of prayer in that moment because of course when somebody comes at us with a metaphorical sword we want to you know counter with a metaphorical shield and our own sword and as we were talking to with our our first caller today Ken it just escalates we're immediately at war with somebody but nothing good comes of it so we want to reframe this in a way that you can begin to see a way to solve it. So when somebody acts like that, okay, they're, they're in what I call the, the child self mindset. That's when your, your limbic system, your, your lizard brain basically takes over, and you're not really thinking rationally anymore. You are not trying to solve the problem. You're trying to look for somebody to blame for the problem, or you're looking for a way to escape the problem. Uh, and so you lash out emotionally, uh, not just saying the first things that come into your head. Yeah, you're just, you're just boiling in your own emotion and you don't know how to solve it. So you say something that just sums it up. But what you're really saying is I'm hurt or I'm angry or I'm scared or all three and I don't know what to do about it. This is what I'm going to say to you so you can take this heavy ball of all this stuff and fix it. And you fix it for me. Now, that doesn't make it okay. That's wrong, right? But, but, it, but what it means is it's, not, it's got nothing to do with you. That, then that's a hard idea you know, because we all say you know you can't take that personally and people will say well how can I not take it personally it's directed at me the the reason I say that is because it, it says more about him and his state of mind than it does about anything that you've done and he would talk to the lamppost or the dog or anybody else who was in front of him the same way if he allowed himself to get to that place so what do you do with that you don't respond to the label you don't try to defend yourself what you say is listen well I'll give you the framework you, you empathize with the, the feeling behind the message, you ignore the content of the message, then you redirect toward solutions. That's step one. There are three steps. Now, let me just say we're getting to the step that lets everybody know he's not just getting away with things and you're not just being a doormat. This is a way to get through that lizard brain. Right. So okay? step one is you empathize with, you say, look, I get that you're upset with me right now, and I'm really sorry you're so frustrated. What is it that you're saying you'd like to do to handle this differently next time? You see what I did? I empathize with the the emotion. I redirected toward solutions, and I ignored the content of what he was saying. I'm not. He didn't say anything worth dignifying, so I'm not going to dignify it, right? I get that you're upset with me, husband. I understand that you're frustrated about this situation, and I'm really sorry that you're having such a hard time with it. What are you saying you'd like to do differently? Well, you need to. Okay, I get how frustrated you are, but that's that's not particularly helpful. What are you saying you? want to do differently about this or that we can do better to work together to work together through this 
And at that point, at, at some point, he's going to say, I, I don't know. And at that point, you've got him in his thinking brain again, because admitting that he doesn't know means I haven't really thought about this. I've just been reacting to it and emoting to it and verbally vomiting all over you instead of actually thinking through the problem. And when you can get that reaction of, you know, I don't know, or, well, I really guess I need us to do this. Either way, he's in his thinking brain again and out of that emotional brain. Now, the the, the, the next step after that is once you problem solve for it is to go back and say okay look now that we got through that can we talk about how to just handle the problem in the future without you calling me names because that that's not okay and i really do need you to apologize for that and i need us to talk through how we can go through this in the future without resorting to that because so i think you're we, asking for that apology but you're focusing again on solving the problem so that he breaks this pattern of being accusatory and critical. And you're, but you're addressing the offense after you've successfully resolved the problem, right? Yep. If you try to address the offense before you've successfully resolved the problem, he's just going to get angry and defensive because he feels like you're not getting it. And you're going to go around in circles. Right. So if you can get to that place where you can, where you can actually solve, you know, empathize, redirect, solve, then you can come back and say, look, I'm glad we fixed this, but I do not like the way that went, and it can't go like that again. How can we go through this process without you taking it out of me like that? What, what do we need to do to get a handle on that and just go to solving the problem instead of you accusing me and all that? Now, this process takes a little bit of time. You might have to redirect him several times. If it never works, if he is truly in a place where he is angry and reactive all the time. Or if it's working, but it's grinding you down to get there, e- either case, it's time for some professional counseling That's help. right, because there are a lot more knots to untie in his history and his way of reacting and his reactive brain than one could do all by themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in many cases, a couple could take this advice and just kind of run with it. And, you know, you would have a few difficult conversations, but then having processed it after way, afterwards the way we suggested, you'd get through it and learn from it and move on. And not only would you get through it, learn from it and move on, but you'd end up, your marriage ends up growing closer and stronger because you're like, hey, wow, like we overcame stuff that's really been stuck here for a long time. It might even been rooted in like how we grew up. And we're, look at what a great couple we are. And then you begin to be able to solve problems more readily with each other because you trust each other and yourselves more by going through this process. But this isn't easy to do. So for a number of couples, they need some support walking through that process and having somebody be able to provide that structure and accountability that will allow them to get through it safely. So I don't want you to feel like it's your job to save your husband from him from his anger or his own demons. Or fix okay? him completely yeah. if he's too entrenched in it to move. These are the, these three steps, right? Empathizing and then redirecting towards solutions. Step step two, following up after you've solved it to address how you could handle it better without going to that negative place. or And three, if that's not working or it's costing too much to make it work, getting the professional help to walk you through it. Those three steps will, will get you to where you need to be. But you don't have to live like this anymore. And you don't. And you, and God, I know God doesn't want you to live like this anymore because in marriage, we are supposed to be the sign of God's love for each other. And this is destroying that image. It's it's a sacrilege, frankly, the way he's treating you, uh, and and it needs to be addressed. So I, I I just thank you for being willing to call in with this, and I hope that these uh, words will give you the encouragement that you need to challenge him in a new way, in a more productive way, and 
if necessary, get the help that you need to move past it because there is a way through this. Thanks so much for the call. We do talk about this more in How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, especially the chapters on mutual respect and on caretaking and conflict. Um, Those are two of the eight habits that healthy couples practice in their relationships, but that any couple can learn. We walk through it step-by-step in How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. You can pick that up at CatholicCounselors.com. You can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's telephone counseling practice if you'd like to learn more about that work as well. But all all that information is at CatholicCounselors.com. Folks, we're taking your calls today about labels, either the negative labels that our inner critic lays on us, and runs us down, uh, tears us up, makes us feel like we can't do what we need to do or that it's not even worth trying, or coming against those labels that other people throw on us. You're not very Christian. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that one for years in my household. (laughs) You know, you're you're more trouble than you're worth. You're, 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 whatever, you're a screw up. You you name it. We all have heard these labels, either in our own head or the people have thrown at us that undermine our ability to be what we truly are, what the theology of the body reminds us that we are, sons and daughters of God. And that in spite of all of that, God has a plan for our lives, and he wants to give us the grace we need to become everything we were created to be and and live lives that will glorify him through our responses to those challenges. So let's figure out what to do and how to do it today on Mortal Life, 877-877. 573-7825. As we go to break, it's time for our scripture of the day. It comes to us from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, and you are mine. I love this. It sums up everything. God saying, fear not, I have redeemed you. We're not, we don't have to work for our redemption. We have to lean in to our redemption and embrace it. God did the work. I have called you by name and you are mine. He gives us our names and he makes us his own. And whatever anybody else, our own brains, somebody else, Satan himself wants to believe, make us believe we are called, We are called by the name that God has given us, and part of that name for each of us is redeemed. Amen. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about dealing with the negative labels that either we place on ourselves or others try to place on us. How how do we respond to all that gracefully? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back with your questions, comments, and insights in just a minute. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is a Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. As a Catholic dad, I know how frustrating parenting can be, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. 
I'm Dr. Greg Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert support with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along with each other and love the Lord, downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, a supportive community of faithful Catholic parents, and tons of other benefits, like my Beatitudes podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back and thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is on labels, the labels we put on ourselves that our inner critic lays on us, the, the, the labels that other people try to slap on us. The theology of the body reminds us that none of us, none of us are labels. We are all persons. And the only logical response to a person is to love them is to work for their good. Labels reduce us to a thing that can be dismissed, something that can be written off, ignored, or disregarded. You are not a label. You are a person. And you may be a person who has mistakes or has limitations or has struggles, but you are still a person, and God wants to use all of those things, even our brokenness, to do wonderful things in you and with you and through you, if you'll let him. So let's talk about how to tear off those negative labels that we place on ourselves and that others place on us and start living the life that God has for us. I mentioned earlier in the show, most of the advice that we're giving on the program is taken from my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart, which really talks about how do we stop attacking ourselves and start living the grace that God gives us and leaning into the person he created us to be. You can learn more about that book at catholiccounselors.com. That's Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. Right now, we're talking with our next caller, John, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio on Line 4. John, on Line 4, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, guys, very much. How are you? We're good, thank you. Thanks for calling. What's up today? Okay, um, brief little, I guess, history of myself. I've involved in drugs and alcohol for many, many years um, throughout my life, and many jails and institutions, and just going on a downward spiral. Um, I had a come-to-God moment where I was ready to just end everything, and literally God came down and saved my life, and um, I, I could go into more description, but 
Um, I wanted to get more to the topic. I've been well, sober praise, now. For praise God two for years. how he's been. Okay, so sober for two years. But I just want to praise God for how he's led you through all of that. And thank Amen. you for having the courage to call in today. So, what can we do for you today? Okay, so I'm actually in a relationship now, and um, she has these outbursts. And when she gets upset and angry, um, and keep in mind, now that I've been sober, I'm not the person I used to be. I don't react the same okay. way. Mm-hmm. I don't say the same things. I don't have that anger. It's just like something just God has taken so much, all that horribleness away from me. So I'm mm-hmm. not the same person. So when she gets upset and angry, um, I tell her, tell me something good when she's done. You know, like, you know, say, tell me something good now. You know, and it seems to sometimes work and she'll laugh or she'll go, oh, my hair looks awesome today or something like that. But it doesn't always work because she's been exposed to a lot of abuse and, you know, I'm still a man, so she, she kind of reacts in a way. So how can I let her express herself and say these things without getting offended and still stand to be the man of God that I know I need to be? What a great question. I, I, this is a great question. John, I just want to be clear on one thing, though. You're saying when it's over. So I just want to make sure you you are talking about once she's been listened to and she feels like there's a resolution to whatever caused the outburst. Is that correct? Or is this a way you try to diffuse the out, outburst by saying, hey, you're in the middle of feeling really angry. Tell me something good to try to flip the switch. Which one of those is it? No, ma'am. I, I don't. I don't stop her or try to interject something. Um, I let her say whatever she's saying, and I found in the beginning that if I try to give her advice, she gets more upset. So I yeah, let her say work. whatever she needs to say. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, good. So when she's done, and I can see she's trying to calm herself down or whatever, I say, "Now tell me something good," because I try to always read and give her something good at the end of something bad. You know? Okay. All right. And you know what? So I, I appreciate your intention here. And like you said, sometimes it, it can that would might work for for her. Um, you know, you've got a positive reaction sometimes. And that's probably, if I may add, when she feels like she's really been heard to the point where she's beginning to see that there is or could be a solution. Then switching it over probably says to her, "He cares enough about me to come up alongside of me and want me to feel good right now." It's when some fragment of it that's still stuck in a place where that's making her scared or angry or feeling disempowered that it probably won't work. Because as you said, there's something still triggering the abuse she went through, the fear of men that she went through. So she's feeling brushed aside in some way or belittled by that question because it's not time for it yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so the tell me something good thing you know, will only work if she's already shifted and feels like she's got some answers or ideas about how to deal with this. If in those times when it's not working, it's like Lisa said, it's probably because you know, she doesn't really know what to do or how to respond to it differently. And then she feels dismissed. And she hasn't only felt like she shifted into a place of being more solution focused, but she's also been so heard by you that she feels safe with you. So she feels safe to concentrate on something good as opposed to still being in that defensive place where she's too scared to move from that because it might threaten her in some way. So, you know, in, you know, in terms of what to do differently or what to do in addition to what you've got there, um, it's, it's similar, actually, to the three steps that I, we gave our previous caller here. So when she's done kind of spinning out like that, or even, you know, while she still is, you could say to her, listen, I love you. So, you, so you, if you don't respond to the content and you don't give advice, you don't try to defend yourself or any of that or talk her down, 
you you empathize step one right and then you redirect towards solutions you empathize by saying listen i love you and i am so sorry you're hurting or i'm so sorry you're this angry with me or i'm so sorry that you're so frustrated or scared or whatever it is whatever the feeling is you acknowledge the feeling that's behind the message don't respond to the content don't try to talk her out of it don't try to give advice just empathize I love you, and I am so sorry you're going through this, whatever this is. If you have the entree to say it at that point, the next thing is to say, but help me understand, what would you like to do about this? How could I support you through this? What would you like to do differently in the face of this? Right? Try to redirect towards solutions. If she's not ready to hear it, fine, let her go. Right? Let, her just, let her just vent, that's fine. But then when she pauses for air, <laughs> empathize again, Honey, I just hear it. I just you're just so broken up. You're so frustrated. You're so upset. I am so sorry and I love you and I am here for you. Now, I just want to add one thing to that, John, because you've overcome a lot of struggles. As you're trying to be there for her, make sure that you're saying to yourself quite clearly in your brain, she's not attacking me. She's just hurting right now because you have to protect yourself from getting sucked in right. and having any of your issues because she's in that well. emotional brain i was talking about with our previous caller where nothing she's saying is really directed at you it doesn't even really reference you if you were a lamppost or the dog she'd be talking to you the same way it's just it's all about where she's at in her head where i'm hurt and i'm angry and i'm scared and i don't know what to do about this right that's that's all everything she's saying is regardless of the words coming out of her mouth what she's really saying is i'm hurt i'm angry i'm scared i don't know what to do about it so empathize i i'm so sorry you're going through this i'm so sorry you're feeling this way. I love you, and I'm here for you. I want to get through this with you. Now, then you redirect towards solutions. What could we do to either help you feel better or to, to respond to this differently or better uh, or so that you know I'm with you? You know, some kind of productive, proactive thing. At the point where she's ready to hear that and she, she says, I don't know, and then you guys talk through it together. Or... I guess I just need this from you, or whatever it is, right? You talk through that. You get out the other side of it, then you go to step two, which is where you revisit it. And you say, you know what, honey, I think we worked through this really well together. It was really hard, and you were really upset, but I think we did a good job getting through it. And you can even say you were so strong, and you were so able to handle this, and I'm, it's really impressive. Whatever you really do feel about how she's been to get to this new place. The next time we go through this, how can we try to short? cut this so that we don't have to go through all that drama is there any way you can think of that we could just go to the place where we're there for each other and we work together to find solutions instead of that place where you're kind of melting down and taking it out on me because that 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 hurts I'm, I'm in it with you i'm willing to go through it with you if i have to but it it, it it hurts both of us so is there some way we could go through this and and do it better next time. And the point is, you're coming back to that and addressing it after you've successfully resolved it, right? So so you're not, you know, and you're doing this already. You're not attacking her. You're not defending yourself. You're not whatever. But you're also helping her grow through that offense, so it doesn't happen over and over again. Because you don't deserve to be, to be, you know, the the the, the whipping boy for this, right? Okay, you know, she she needs that support, but you don't want to be in this dynamic forever. So you come back and you revisit it and you try to say, what can we do to kind of shortcut this so that we can just be there for each other empathize with each other and help each other find answers instead of dealing with all the drama and the more you do that and keep 
repeating that cycle, the more you're going to learn from those mistakes and, and learn that it's okay to be there for each other uh, and, and to support each other through it. If you need more support beyond that, that's where you bring in step three and you get the professional counseling to support you through that process and help you learn those steps when it's too hard to do on your own. John, thanks so much for the call. What a great question and a great way to go out. And folks, if you'd like to learn more about the resources we mentioned on today's program, including my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart, or How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, or learn more about the counseling practice, the telecounseling practice, you can learn all about that at catholiccounselors.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.